Wrestling fans, are you ready? Yes, 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 yes. For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, uh, let's get ready to rumble! And Wrestle Rant Radio for Thursday, April 27, 2023. It's draft week here on Wrestle Rant Radio. Myself, Graham Jesus and Matthews, Mr. Marceau, RJ, what's going on, brother? You excited? Doing well. How are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. It's draft day, baby. Not only, yeah, exactly. It's not only WWE draft weekend between Friday SmackDown and Monday's Raw. It's the NFL draft, baby. Something I know probably more about you, actually. Than I know more about the draft than you do as far as the NFL and what's going on, who's going where. We'll talk a little bit about that. I want to gauge your interest in a couple uh, free agents that could become, you know, top picks in the upcoming draft. We'll talk a little bit about that on the wrestling side, which is, you know, kind of what we do on the side here on the show. We're going to be talking, obviously, all about the WWE draft, who we see going where, not not exactly sure whether we're making predictions or whether we're going to do a mock draft. I have no idea what's going on, but we'll figure it out a little bit later on in the show. We're going to save that for the main event. We also have a lot of talk about the obviously just announced new World Heavyweight Championship as just announced on Raw. It's more so just to gauge your interest. I kind of went off yesterday on hashtag. I've talked enough about it. We'll go back and forth. We kind of already did before we hit record here. We'll get into that. Roderick Strong is all elite as of Wednesday's Dynamite. Was not expecting that at all. We'll talk a little bit about that. Jerry Springer passing away earlier today, unfortunately. We'll talk uh, briefly about that as well. And a former WWE star that appears to be impact-bound that we discussed already over the DMs yesterday. We'll talk about that here on the show uh, coming up shortly. But before any of that WrestleRant Radio, new episodes every single Thursday, WrestleRant.com, WrestleRantRadio.com, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Amazon Music, and Pandora. Rate the show, review the show, subscribe to the show. New episodes every single Thursday. And we got a packed schedule this week and next week. Actually, the next couple of weeks, because obviously we're previewing the draft here today. We got the draft recap on next week's show. And then we also have uh, Backlash Predictions. That's coming up next Saturday, so uh, the, the pay-per-view, that is. And then in two weeks, obviously, the Backlash Review. And then Double or Nothing is not long after that. So we got a busy couple of weeks here on the show, starting with today and all that we have to discuss. Let's get the football stuff out of the way first, Mr. Marceau. The NFL Draft, before I throw a couple names at you, what are you looking forward to about the draft starting today? No, it's just, it's just literally, the, to me, it's like the first day of the year for the NFL. I mean, obviously, the first... Technical calendar day is like March 15th. That's when free agency starts. But, I mean, that's just like money and, you know, veterans. And it's not that exciting. I mean, it can be if your your team gets like the flashy guy. But with the draft, you see a lot of, I don't know, I just like this new blood. Like you always say new blood. New blood coming in, coming to this new city, coming to contribute to the NFL. It's just, I don't know, it's just a great day, honestly. It's one of my favorite days of the year. You always happy to see some of the Bulldogs land, you know, end up in the NFL somewhere? Oh, definitely. I mean, they gotta they gotta spread the wealth, gotta spread the Georgia wealth. So uh, <laughs> bring them to NFL. I mean, in the last couple of years definitely seen a lot of dogs go to the go to the big league. So no, I think like I said, I think just in, in general, it's just a great day. I feel like it's just a great getting together. They always go to different. Now used to always be in New York City at uh, Radio City Music Hall, but the last couple of years they have been changing up, traveling around, and they still be in Kansas City. So. See what happens, and uh, I think it's going to be a great night. Have you been to the draft before? No, I haven't, but I need to. That's on the bucket list, it sounds like. It, when it was in New York City, it was probably the easiest time to do it, unless they come around here, but uh, it's definitely on the bucket list. When were they in New York? Did you say recently, or was that a couple they of years ago? Oh, it, it was always in New York City for oh, like the okay. longest time. I think like probably like five years ago is when I started tra- like traveling a little bit. Were they not in Vegas a year or two ago? So last year they were in Vegas, I believe. No, was it last year? Either last year or the year before they were in Vegas. They were like Philadelphia a couple of years ago. Uh, I think next year's in Cleveland. I don't know. It changes every year, but it was supposed to be in. I know COVID year was supposed to be Vegas. Oh, okay. Then it got moved. So 2021 was in Cleveland. 
22 was in Vegas. Yeah, 22 was last or last year was Vegas. Okay, that's what I thought. One of the ones that I watched was definitely in Vegas. Yeah, 2020 was they didn't have it obviously. Well, no, no, they well they did, but it was it was at home. Roger Goodell making the picks at home, and they included the audible <laughs> boos. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, 2019 was in Nashville. 2018 was in Texas. 17 was in Philly. 16 was in Chicago. I don't remember that. Chicago 15. Yeah, so up till 2014, it was always in New York City. And then 15, 16 was Chicago, and then they traveled to Roger Goodell's basement, and they're all over the place. <laughs> I remember that. Uh, speaking of, before we look forward, as we look backwards, speaking of the Bulldogs, have there been any names from the last couple of years that you think have been the biggest standouts that have done the have done the most have been the most successful, I guess, in the NFL that have been drafted in the last couple of years? Define couple of years. I mean, you could say if you really want, I could say Patrick Mahomes. I mean, Joe Burrow. Patrick Mahomes was from the Bulldogs. I didn't know that. No, he's not a Bulldog. But you said anyone in general. You didn't say Bulldogs. Oh, specifically. that's what I meant. I meant I meant Bulldogs specifically. Jeez, um, jeez, that's a good question. I mean, a lot of the guys that they had just got drafted last year. Um, so I mean, it's only been a year, but um, jeez, keep pulling around the spot. Um. Yeah, I mean, they haven't had really anyone, like I so said, the last five years, I think. Honestly, I'm probably missing someone because mm-hmm. there's so many people now. But in the last five years, I think. Like Nick Chubb, you know Nick Chubb? I, the name doesn't sound familiar. He went to Georgia. He was a running back. He's been pretty good. He's been really good, actually. But like I said, the last couple years is tough just because, like, obviously COVID and everything. Yeah. Um, the program really didn't start turning around until, like, 2018, 19. But, uh, yeah, Nick Chubb would definitely, just off the top of my head, would be the first one I could think of. Um, last year, they had six guys go in the first round. I think it was, like, the first time ever. That's crazy. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, this year they'll probably have, I would say, two or three guys go in the first round. Probably, like, ten guys drafted total. So, program's definitely turning around and definitely pushing out some NFL talent. Did they not win the college championship, like, a year or two ago? The Or did they back just get close? back, GSM. Come on. What'd you say? They went back to back. Okay, that's what I thought. I thought they either came close or they did win. So yeah, I mean, they won twenty-two and twenty-three. They won. Okay, so they, that in, that increases their odds of winning the whole. I mean, of doing better in the draft, right? I mean, of of. I mean, the fact they got they lost some of their players and still won back to back years is is pretty impressive. I would say. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Especially, I think, I think six of the guys drafted in the first round all are on defense too. Wow. Uh, let's see, two, three. I mean, yeah, that, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. So, like, they had, like, six guys on the defense get picked in the first round. So, wow. I mean, that's a big, big turnover. But, yeah, no, it's, 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 it's always good. I mean, that's a great, like, tip and, like, nice feather in your cap when you're going to say to recruits, oh, yeah, we just have guys get drafted every year. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, definitely, yeah, definitely a good start. Like I said, I feel like we've got more this year. And hope we get back-to-back-to-back to back to back next year. Hey, looking to 3 P in uh, 2024. But before then, we got a couple draft picks I want to throw your way. Anton Harrison. Does the name sound familiar? Where do you think he's going? <laughs> Anton Harrison. I don't even know what that is. First team, big, all big 12 selection in 2020, uh, 2022. He ran the second fastest 40-yard dash among offensive linemen of the NFL scouting combine. Has loads of potential, according to NFL.com. How do you spell his name? He's from Oklahoma. A-N-T-O-N Harrison. I pulled up here. Anton Harrison. Yeah, I mean, hey, fast boy, big boy, offensive tackle. I mean, speed really doesn't matter too much for offensive linemen unless you're going downfield, I guess, or pulling. But if he's a tackle, he probably won't pull too much. But, yeah, those Oklahoma kids, they're pretty good. My brother's alma mater, Syracuse. we got Matthew Bergeson coming from that school. Where do you think? Did the name sound familiar at all? Never heard of him. Another massive human being, according to NFL.com. Some teams project Burgess into guard late first is usually where those guys start to go. I'm throwing names yeah, that, no. you, that you're not even familiar with. The kids hit me with guys i never heard of in my life. <laughs> Trenton Simpson? Oh, I know Trent Simpson. With the, he's a Clemson, Clemson He's kid. a Clemson. He's a, yep, he's a junior LB. Linebacker. Yeah, um, I feel like him, he's like kind of like, he'll be like a late first round or early second round. I think... It's just kind of his weight and position. Like, I think he played outside linebacker at Clemson, but, like, he kind of fills a, either either middle or, honestly, probably could be a safety, depending on his on his weight. But, um, no, I think he, he's, he's a he's a prospect I've heard of. Emmanuel Forbes from uh, Mississippi State? 
Mistake, baby. Go fake Bulldogs, but they're Bulldogs <laughs> as well. But, uh, yeah, no, he's got good size. Like, he's one of those corners that has been jumping up the draft boards lately um, just because of size alone. So, no, I think he'll be a probably late first round or early second round as well. I was going to say it says here one NFL executive predicted Forbes could go as high as the middle of round one. There you go. What about a name? Let's see here. DJ Turner the second from Michigan. Is he center from Michigan? Uh, yeah, he's CB. Oh, cornerback, not Cor- center. Oh, okay. Wrong C letter. <laughs> Looks like he's from Georgia, um, but went to Michigan. What a loser. Um, <laughs> honestly, Georgia kid's going to Michigan. I'm out. I don't think he's going to succeed. So I'm, I'm seeing here Brian Brees. First of all, does that name sound familiar? Brian Breesy, yeah. From Clemson. It says, after George's Jalen Carter, whose own draft stock will be a big storyline. So, I mean, I guess forget about Brian. If Jalen Carter from Georgia, talk about him and his uh, and his uh, future in the draft. Well, before, <laughs> it's the fact that you don't know yet, so this is good. I can go down story time here. So basically, going into the draft after the season, he was like the consensus number one pick. Then it came out that, I don't know if you even saw this, like after the national championship, there was, like, a, cra- a car crash, and, like, a recruiter and an office alignment from Georgia, like, died in a car crash. Oh, my God. It came out, like, a month ago that they were drag racing against Jalen Carter. Oh, um, wow. So, like, he got, like, I mean, he didn't get arrested, but he, like, got, like, charged, whatever. And then, since then, his draft stocks plummeted a little bit. Still think he'll go in the top ten. I mean, he's very talented. Sounds like he does have some off-the-field issues, just like you said. I mean... I doubt that's the first time it happens. How many people are drag racing just one time? So um, he was consensus number one pick. It's kind of slipped a little bit. But I still think he'll get picked in the top ten. That's surprising. I feel like with something like that, I mean, obviously he didn't get arrested, like you said, but obviously not an ideal situation. I feel like you're either the number one pick or you're just not, I don't want to say eligible for the draft, but like you're just taken out completely. I haven't. I, I wouldn't expect them just to move down a couple slots. I feel like you're either highly sought after or you're not. Are you just saying that any team would want to have them, regardless of what issues it might have off the field? Yeah, I mean, I saw reports that like some teams are just taking them off their board completely, but I mean, the talent alone's there. Obviously, the character, I mean, it is definitely a red flag, but I mean... It's not like, per se, he was charged. Like, I mean, I don't know. It's it's tough to say. I feel like, I still think he'll get picked in the first round. It just won't go number one, first overall, just because of the the character issues. Well, speaking of the Bulldogs, last question for you. Anyone else from the Bulldogs, or really, I guess, from any team, any any college team, that you expect to do well in the draft? Any any bold predictions for the draft coming up tonight? <sighs> bold predictions. Kids got me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, the quarterback class is, like, kind of very controversial. I mean, there's people that think that can go four guys going to the top five or four guys in the first round. So, um, bull prediction. That's a good one. I think the – honestly, I think, like, a running back could go in the top ten. I think that's pretty bold. Oh, okay. It doesn't happen too often. I don't know. Bijan Robinson, Texas, like, pretty highly touted. I don't think – I wouldn't spend a first a top ten pick on a running back, but, I mean, he is really good, so – I'm interested to see what happens with him. Well, I'm looking forward to watching it a little bit later on tonight. I always tune in every year. I'll be texting you my reactions as they happen. So I'll be looking. To, you'll actually catch me at the draft. I will be there in person. I'm flying out in a couple in a couple hours. Honestly, wouldn't shock me. <laughs> I would love to go to a draft with Mr. Marceau one of these years. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing how it plays out tonight. We got the WWE draft coming up uh, tomorrow. Like I said, it is draft week here on Wrestle Rant Radio. We will open and close with the draft stuff. NFL first. WWE stuff later. Before that, though, I do want to gauge some uh, housekeeping items here, like I mentioned earlier. Jerry Springer passing away, the age of 79. I I mentioned it here. I don't really, I don't even bring up all the wrestling deaths as I should here on the show, but uh, this only happened this morning that it came out from TMZ and it caught my eye first because 79, I mean, not not young, but still on, on the younger side. It's not like he was 95. Um, I, I didn't see what the cause of death was, but he has been very much involved in WWE over the years. Uh, I mean, my first initial exposure to him on WWE TV was when he hosted Raw at one point, I think in 2010. <laughs> I forgot what he was doing at that point. I think he hosted a Jerry Springer segment with like, might have been, I don't know. I don't know who was involved. Maybe Jerry Lawler. I don't remember, but 
He was on WWE TV once before. He did do something with the Bellas that I tweeted about earlier I today. Gonna, I thought it was the Bellas one. No, well, he did that too. This is what I'm saying. Like, he was involved in uh, quite a bit in WWE. I don't know if he was a fan or whatever, but he did the Bella Twins segment, which was fucking terrible. He tried his best. Um, they also had a show for him on the network at one point when the network first launched, Too Hot for TV, which was a very interesting show. I don't know if it's on Peacock. It probably is. Um, but yeah, your thoughts on the passing of uh, Jerry Springer earlier today. Kind of an iconic name in entertainment. Yeah, I saw that earlier. I mean, like you said, not like he was super old, but not like he was young either. So, sad to see. Um, like I said, I I did see the show, like, the two off for TV. It was pretty good on the network. Uh, I mean, they were just going over, like, oh, the May Young shit with, like, the hand and stuff. So, wasn't anything, like, overly great. But, like you said, he did have some decent involvement in WWE, so uh, th- always got to mention those. Surprised they didn't put him in the Hall of Fame already, to be honest with you. Yeah, honestly, yeah, I feel like he's done more than some of those celebs have. So. Yeah, <laughs> he met their quote of appearing twice on TV, so by that <laughs> criteria, he should be in the Hall of Fame. Hey, maybe next year after Andy Kaufman this year, so we'll see. Uh, the next WWE star to be impact bound reportedly, PW uh, Insider, easy for me to say, is uh, Trinity Star, the former Naomi from WWE, or Trinity Fatu, I'm sorry. I think the Trinity Star might have been the name that she was trying to copyright, I think, and then she dropped it. That name just stands out for me, unless that's someone else's name and I'm just mixing it up or whatever. But I'm pretty sure that was the name that she wanted to use and then it didn't work out. So she might be just be going by Trinity <clears throat> or Trinity fought too, I'm not sure. Regardless, the former Naomi WWE Women's Tag Team Champion, SmackDown Women's Champion, WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal winner, is headed to Impact, I guess, as soon as this weekend. Um, like I told you last you know, last night, <clears throat> not a bad fit for Impact. I think she works well in that knockouts division with a lot of the talent they have there now. I'm just a little surprised that she didn't go back to WWE. Uh, per Fightful a couple days ago, I think WWE either wanted her back or they were in talks to bring her back, but those talks fell through. Not sure exactly what happened and whose end that fell on. They, have, they haven't signed anyone all year, and we're almost in May. We're almost at the halfway point of 2023, I don't think they have signed a single person this year. And they brought in Chelsea Green, but she was already signed well before she debuted at the Rumble. Um, So kind of a weird period right now where they're not even hiring. I don't think they're hiring any um, college people as well because the guy that we met, James Kimball, who was in charge of the program, got fired a couple of weeks ago. So, I mean, I'm not sure if that has anything to do with it. Maybe it does. I don't know. But regardless, um, Naomi is not coming back to WWE, at least not right now. She's headed to Impact. So your thoughts on uh, Naomi and Impact? No, we don't follow Impact too closely. We never talk about it here on the show, um, but I feel like she's a good fit for that division. She just always felt like, to me, as we've talked about before, a WWE person, if only to be with her husband, but it doesn't sound like that's the case. Yeah, I mean, I was surprised when I saw yesterday. I, they said, I don't really watch Impact. I've heard their knockoffs division's good. Um, I think it's if she's really into getting back into wrestling, I guess it's a good start. Um, I mean, yeah, I think WWE probably would have interest. Like you said, I'm not sure who's end, but... When you also look at it in the grand scheme of things, they haven't brought anyone in. But I also feel like they've also brought in some new people at the end of last year. And it's like they never got their footing. So bringing mm-hmm. more people probably wouldn't help. Um, so I'm not like totally against her coming back. But I also feel like they have so many people, like so many specifically women, that they brought in at the end of last year, like during Triple H's like, start of his regime. And either they just didn't get enough TV time or they just couldn't figure out like what to do with them, crowd reaction, whatever. So I honestly would rather focus on them than I like Naomi, but I mean, I don't think she's like the greatest of all time. And I think focusing on the women they have now would be a good start. And maybe at the end of the year, if they're starting to look at new talent to bring in, I feel, I feel like, like you said, she does fit WWE. Her husband works there. It makes sense. I think just in the interim, I would focus on what you have now. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I think it would have been fine if she went back to WWE. They could use... I don't want to say they could use the women because there's just a lot of women, like you said. They just they have a re- very talented division. I talked about this yesterday, but they have a very talented division with a lot of women that are directionless, not on TV enough consistently for people to care. Um, AEW is a very similar issue, so it's not just WWE and it's not just AEW. I feel like it's both problems. Both promotions are suffering from a similar issue where they have the talent. The storylines just aren't there and they're not interesting enough. Um, they kind of have to rehab people to care about some of these women again, or at least for the first time. So I agree. Um, I think this will be a nice test for her because I do think she's quite talented. Is she on the same level as a uh, 
Becky Lynch or a Charlotte or a Bailey or a Sasha? No. Um, Sasha's gone to New Japan. I haven't caught really any of her work there beyond her debut, but uh, from what I've heard, she's been killing it. She already lost the championship, which is surprising, but it sounds like she's sticking around there for the time being. And listen, good for her. I think she's been killing it from what I've from what I've heard and read, uh, like I said. But with Naomi, I think it'll be a good test because she's going to be out of the WWE bubble. Maybe she relies on the glow thing again. She won't have that music again. Maybe she just does an alteration of that. I would love to see her just reinvent herself and see what she can do in the ring. She's improved a lot from her Funkodactyl days a decade ago. Um, and I think she can hold her own in that ring. But being in the ring with someone like a Mickey James or... Uh, a Jordan Grace who's really good, and they have a lot of good women in that division. It'll be interesting to see how she can kind of fare against them, and if she is as good as people have always said that she is, myself included, during her WWE days, and if she's really underutilized and whatnot, maybe she can build her stock and show WWE that she is worth bringing back at some point down the road, which I feel like is inevitable, but a nice pit stop at Impact is not a bad idea either. Um, as far as promotion signing talent, like I mentioned earlier, Roderick Strong is all elite, as of Wednesday night, uh, a complete shocker. Now, we've always talked about how it would have been cool if AEW, or really any promotion, pick someone up that we thought was still in the other promotion. Because we hear through the dirt sheets and the newsletters and the websites, oh, this person's gone, their contract's expiring. Literally every time someone has ever come over to AEW, we found out beforehand that they left the other company. Uh, Christian Cage being the, being the most prominent example you know, they announced, uh, I think it was reported a couple days before he arrived in AEW, oh, he's he's actually not under WWE contract, so it could be him arriving at Revolution, and it was. Uh, even Brian Kendrick, I mean, he didn't come to AEW, but he was going to for that match with Brian Danielson about a year ago, and it was announced the night before, oh, he actually left WWE, he got released or got his release or whatever, and then he showed up in AEW. So it's very rare, if ever, actually, that we've seen someone that we thought was still under contract to WWE because also, why would WWE keep coy about people leaving? Um, I mean, why why help the surprise in AEW? That still surprises me. They didn't announce that Roderick Strong was gone or that it didn't come out that he had left the company. It, it must have been recently because as of a month ago, I thought he was still in WWE. Apparently not. Made his way over to Dynamite last night, saving Adam Cole along with Orange Cassidy and Bandita, which was super fucking random. Um, <laughs> and I like the Cassidy-Bandito match, but just the fact that they became friends and then would say, like, why the fuck would they care? Especially since, as they teased at the end of that segment, Cassidy and Cole have history from a year ago where they're not on the best of terms. So, again, I thought that was bizarre. They were just in there to fill out the segment. Um, but we got Strong and Cole back on the same side of the ring. Listen, we talk about all the time. Why do they but why do they bother signing this person? This person will be lost in the shuffle. I think Commander's a prime example of that. We found out last week he is signed. Good for him. I think he's talented. Honestly, I don't really see him doing much in AEW or even Ring of Honor. I mean, they, they already have people that kind of fit the mold of a commander and what he can do in the ring. El Hio, Del Vikingo is there every week. They already have Bandito, among other people. You can have luchadors and people of the same ilk, but I feel like if they kind of fit the same bill, how far can they really go? Um, but anyway, as far as uh, Roddy goes, he's a perfect fit for me as far as being with Adam Cole. You can put him in a Ring of Honor where he obviously started. He is Mr. Ring of Honor. I feel like this is a great signing for AEW personally. Will he be the world champion? No. Will he even be the TNT champion? Probably not. But I feel like if he's going to come in, you can do stuff with him and Adam Cole. If not, just put him in a Ring of Honor. He kind of fits that Samoa Joe bill for me in the company. So I like the idea that they picked him up. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I didn't even know who it was at first when he came out. I, like you said, I... I'm not like it's like the worst signing ever. I just, I go back to the same thing every time. They just keep signing all these people. They have so many people as it is now that they're not using. It's like they signed Commander. Okay, now they sign him. It's like, where's, ev like, I, it's, I, like, I think he'll be utilized. I think he'll be one of the people because he'll be associated with Adam Cole who's like Tony Khan's best friend. So, like, I think he'll be fine specifically. But I just feel like it's another guy they bring to the division. Like, are they ever going to let anyone go? I, I don't know. I just No, that I agree with, yeah. It's like, I guess if, if I was getting paid to sit at home and whatever, I guess I wouldn't care. But, I don't know. Like I said, I think he'll be fine, but it's just another guy that they sign. I don't know. I, I, I feel like they need to chillax on the signings and, like, actually focus on people. I mean, if you're not going to utilize people, just let them go. Yeah, no, listen, I, I am surprised, at least with WWE. I mean, they're a different like, media wrestling conglomerate as far as, like, they can sign as many people as they want and keep them at home because they can afford to do that. Not that AEW can't, but 
I mean, we see people get released from WWE not as often lately. Releases could be coming reportedly. I don't know if that has to do with like backstage stuff or office stuff or talent. I'm not exactly sure. It could be all of the above. Um, hopefully not. But yeah, I don't know. They kind of filter through people. Like if you bring someone in, typically that means that other people are on their way out. With AEW, very few people have left, at least lately. They've signed a lot of people in the last couple of months from like now Roddy and Commander, but like we're going through Jay White. You picked up a couple months ago Stu Grayson for some reason, and we haven't seen him since in AEW. We talked about that last week. He's in Ring of Honor, I think, doing stuff with the Righteous. I think they brought them back. If you're doing a brand split, then maybe. We still don't know if they're going in that direction. Um, but time will tell. I'm not exactly sure. I think he's a great signing because I think you can do stuff with like him and Kyle O'Reilly when he's cleared to come back at some point, hopefully. Uh, you could put them back in a tag team. I don't know if they'd be interested in bringing back Bobby Fish. <laughs> I mean, seems like no one no one wants him, which I'm not too surprised by. Uh, but you can bring all four in, do a whole undisputed elite thing, and maybe turn them heel at some point down the road and uh, do that elite feud we were going to get about a year ago. So, I mean, I think there's possibilities there. That's why I'm not you know, upset with this, but I just thought it was cool that they brought him in at a time where no one even knew he was gone from WWE. So, um, that is pretty sweet. We'll see where it goes. Speaking of the brand split for AEW, that could go into effect as soon as June with this new Saturday show. The person heading up that entire Saturday show, as we found out and discussed last week, is CM Punk. The first show could be in Chicago. Before any of that though, this guy, this motherfucker keeping his name in the headlines this past week, Visiting Raw, I thought I was reading a fucking uh, kayfabe news article. The guy backstage at Raw in Chicago, uh, reportedly to make amends with The Miz after, not the falling out, because they've never been on the greatest of terms, specifically on Punk's side. Miz doesn't strike me as the type of person to make enemies intentionally, but um, they had a bit of a, you know, Punk said some not-so-flattering things about Miz on Twitter a couple of years ago. If you Google it, it was after the backstage shit that was going on at the time, and Punk said something about the Miz, and I think he ended up deleting the tweet. Um, so they made up at Raw this past week. He ran into Triple H, asked if it was okay if that he could be there. Triple H said, I'll ask Vince. Vince didn't like that. Vince asked him to leave. Vince was not there. He was there. He was, uh, you know, factoring into the creative plans remotely. But apparently once he found out, he told security to for Punk to leave. Punk obliged and left. Um, very random story. Like I said, I feel like I, I talked about this yesterday already. I feel like it's a case of the guy just wanting to keep his name out there. But he's also probably, I feel like his attempts to rekindle his, uh, you know, relationship, I guess, or friendship with The Miz was legit. But I also feel like He's not a dumb guy. He's doing this because he knows people will talk about it. And that uh, it, it's a good time to get his name and buzz out there because all the talk about, like, oh, the elite don't want to work with him. And apparently he met with Jericho the other day and it went well. So when you read that, what do you think this means, if anything, for CM Punk? Yeah, like I said, I th like you said, I think it's just him keeping his name out there. I mean, it's also, I mean, if you're him and you are tired of the elite and you want to go on, I mean, hey, look, I can go over here and... I'm friends with everyone now. I don't know. Like, I feel like it's smart on his end to like make amends if he has amends with other people and just it's another chip in his hat saying, oh, no one wants to work with me or I'm tired of working where people are incompetent. Guess what? I can go back to WWE if I want. I mean, I think that's what it is. Like you said, I, 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 he, he's been gone for so long. He literally worked under their umbrella with the Fox show. Nothing ever came out of it. Now all of a sudden he, he wants to wants to do this i feel like it's not a coincidence no not at all i mean i don't blame him either but like i saw people like oh why would vince not want him there like dude he works technically <laughs> works for a different company he sued and the company the company sued him all they could do is saying oh you're tampering with the contracted talent and then they get in trouble so makes sense on a business wise why you wouldn't want him there i mean it, I, I saw people freaking out i'm like oh dude obviously they wouldn't want them there last thing they knew wants a fucking sue getting sued by tony khan so i think that's why he did it and like you said keeps his name in the headline he's no dummy on that end so i mean good for him yeah no it's just funny because like you said why would vince not want him there like you said the contract tampering thing is is one a i mean that was a whole issue last summer that wwe was accused and apparently guilty of as far as tampering with contract, asking... I think Swerve was definitely one of the names they asked what, when his deal was up so they could bring him back with Hit Row and look how they turned out. But, I mean, Punk was involved in a lawsuit with the company less than a decade ago. They only settled four or five years ago. I mean, I, I know everything's fine between them now on that end, but still, the last time that Triple H probably interacted with uh, CM Punk 
It was not exactly flattering, and Punk has not said flattering things about that company in recent years, even as far as the, even as recently as when he was in AEW he was shitting on WWE. So for him to go back at this time, I mean, it's no coincidence. It wasn't just because they were in Chicago. I mean, obviously that's a factor because he lives near there, but still. I mean, I'm surprised he even got through the door. I can't imagine that security, I mean, it, it feels like with the, I mean, I haven't been backstage at one of these shows, so I don't know, but. I assume that they're very strict as far as like, oh, if you're like, they won't even let talent into the show sometimes. So not that they know who CM Punk is, but I don't know. I'm just very curious how that whole thing came together, but it was a very interesting story. Not the most newsworthy thing to happen on Monday night though. Triple H, speaking of whom, announced during Raw itself, we're going to have a new World Heavyweight Championship debuting in Night of Champions. The inaugural champion will be crowned. Um, It is the big gold belt redesigned, modernized with some logos on the front, <clears throat> on the side plates as well. So, honestly, I really like the belt. The more I look at it, the more beautiful it looks, personally. This is the greatest wrestling title design ever? No, but I think it's a definitely improvement over the WWE title and sure as hell an improvement over the Universal title. This is what people expected when they debuted that Universal title seven years ago, and people were expecting a new design, Winged Eagle. <laughs> it was the same fucking title as the WWE one. Just painted red. Uh, terrible. Now it's blue, but still... Um, yeah, so we have a new World Heavyweight Champion coming soon. Um, I do not think it'll carry the lineage of the old World Heavyweight Championship, just to get that out there, although I could be wrong. Um, this creates a lot of questions. Now, before I go any further, I already talked a lot about this yesterday, Mr. Marceau, so I really just want to throw it to you. And like we did earlier, before we hit record here, just go back and forth. What were your thoughts on the new World Heavyweight Championship being uh, announced on Monday's Raw? Loved it. Loved it, <laughs> Loved it. I like the design. I mean, I understand you're like thoughts about it yeah cody should have won i feel like we do that every week yep so i'm gonna take that out of perspective i think if they needed a world champion they're not gonna take it off roman i mean i think this is the best solution if they're not gonna take it off roman i mean this this is what they have to do so i think it's the bright solution i love the belt i think the belt's fucking beautiful it's like literally a modernized big gold belt i mean it's good and finally, Raw SmackDown. I assume it's gonna be Raw. I doubt Fox is gonna let Roman go. Um, <laughs> Raw will get this belt, and I, I'm down. So I mean, obviously, if you want to just just go through the weeds and be like, oh, what they could have done, and it should have been this, that, and the other thing. Yeah, sure. But I think with the cons- situation we're given right now, it's the best alternative. Listen, I think the beautiful, I think the belt is beautiful. I agree. It's a great looking championship. You kind of already said what I was going to say as far as to alleviate the issue, Cody Rhodes should just what should have just won at WrestleMania. I think <laughs> it would have saved a lot of headaches because we have a lot of questions now because the one thing you did forget to mention is that this championship, which has been a common theme throughout Twitter in the last couple of days since it was announced, this championship feels like a consolation prize. It is the consolation prize championship for everyone that could not beat Roman Reigns. Which is why, going into the next question that we'll get into, the inaugural champion, I think we can both agree, should probably be Seth Rollins. Because at least with him, at least with him, as he mentioned on Monday's Raw, and I feel like he mentions a lot on the show, and they never really went anywhere with it, was that he actually beat Roman during their one championship match during this Roman run. He beat him by DQ at the Rumble last year. One of the only few people, not the only, but one of the few people to do so. And at least if he were to win this championship, one, he needs it, because he's directionless as fuck. And two, at least you can say... That's fine, because they won't give him a title shot against Roman. Okay, I won't end up on the same show as him. Okay, I'll just win this championship instead. Going into what we texted about, I feel like if Cody were to win this title, to me, that's not finishing the story. If it is, that's you're reading a different book. Just because I feel like the whole point that we've talked about is that Cody wants to win the WWE Championship. I know, listen, I know the run is with the Universal title, but he would have won both. He could have ended the Roman run at WrestleMania and won the WWE Championship. And then, like we talked about before we hit record here, you could have just merged the two fucking titles and then debuted a new World Heavyweight Championship anyway. I, I don't even disagree with you because I've seen, I saw Ariel Hawani say, oh, I like the one world champion. I think it could have worked. Yeah, I think it can work. I'm more of a tradition, not traditionalist. I think traditionalist would be one world champion. I mean, I grew up in the era where there were two world titles in 08, and I know you did as well. So I prefer, personally, having two world champions. I think it's more 
uh, practical for a brand split to have two world champions. Keep the tag titles unified. I don't give a shit about those. Who cares? I mean, not not get, don't give a shit, but the division doesn't really matter that much where you need two separate titles. The, the titles should be separate for the world championships. I just feel like if you give it to Cody, for example... If you give it the solo, I mean, the internet's going to explode. <laughs> that guy's got heat. He's got heat. He's got heat for days. Um, I wouldn't put it on solo. I feel like it's too soon. The bloodline does not need three world titles. I just feel like Cody shouldn't win this thing, and Cody has got to get drafted at the same show as Roman to finish that story. Because like you said, you've, saying, you've been saying for weeks now, you don't think Cody's going to beat Roman? I'm not saying you're wrong, but I feel like if it's not Cody, then who? And if we don't know who and the company doesn't know who, that's a fucking problem. We need to start figuring out now who's beating Roman and when. Not this shit where we keep the belt on it for another year and we'll figure it out in 2024. Jeez, a lot to unfold there. I know, Um, I know. So, like, I think in the interim, so this is what I'm going to say. So, like, in the interim, I think everyone's going to point at it, which I think is fair. Like, you're saying it's like... Oh, it's a consolation prize. Couldn't beat Roman, yada, yada. Give it, like, three or four months. And if that's, like, Rollins has as a good reign, people literally forget about that. I feel like in the interim, yeah, that's the big talking point of people talking about on Twitter. Like, oh, this is a consolation prize. We can't beat Roman. I, I feel like that's just, that that's right now. But given, say that Rollins has a good reign and Cody, for God's sakes, is the one that finally beat Roman, I feel like people just move on from it. I mean, I think now it's a good talking point and people will bring it up, but... I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I, I feel like maybe I'm just not, I'm not that upset about Cody not winning, so maybe that's why I don't care as much as other people. But, I mean, I think Roman will eventually lose it. I, I think. I mean, I, I don't think he'll hold it the rest of his life. But I will say, people say, like, the person to beat Roman's on the company, like, that's, like, the dumbest thing ever. It has to be someone. Like, if that's the case, then he's holding the belt forever. Because, like, what are they just going to say, like, Oh no! This person that's not in the company now—they're the right person to beat him. That's the case, and it should have just been Cody at that point. If they actually have someone they think's gonna win, then fine. But I don't think saying, "Oh, this person that's not in the company now is the one that beat Roman," it's like that doesn't make any sense because then then you'll never know. Like, there's no timetable. Like, you'll never know who's gonna beat him at that point. So, mm. I, I I think. I don't. I just. I don't know. I honestly don't think it's gonna be Cody because I feel like if it was gonna be him, it was the perfect time to do it. Was WrestleMania? Yeah, he could do it SummerSlam, but I, I feel like if it was gonna be him, it was gonna be that moment. So I agree. I honestly it's... have no idea. Honestly, I think there's a good chance Solo is the one to beat him. I mean, mm-hmm. I've, Roman said it on record. With, I think it was with Ariel Hawani. Like the whole Bloodline thing was to help others and help people that like his family. Like who else would have helped more if fucking Solo was the one to finally beat him? Like that puts him over as like the next big Samoan dynasty on Oahe, whatever the fuck. So honestly, if I was taking bets, I would say Solo's want to beat Roman just because like he always like, it sounds like he wants to pay it forward and stuff like that. Like there's no other way to pay it forward more than his younger cousin beating him for the belt that he held for X amount of days. So I just don't think it's Cody. And I mean, that's why I don't think he won, unfortunately. But my thing always goes back to, and there's a lot of boxes this has to check because, again, like you said, if it's someone that's not in the company that other people are saying as well, like you said, I mean, if the, if he just won the championship, then we'll figure it out later. I get it. He's been champion for almost three years at this point. Like, we need to start figuring out when when the end game for this thing is, or at least start building to it, which is what I thought they were doing with Cody, and then he lost. I don't think it's impossible that Cody will win it again, and the only reason I say that, and listen, I'm not even a fan of it, because I already told you, if he doesn't win at WrestleMania, it's not going to mean as much the second time. I stand by that. But, I mean, you watch the Dusty Doc, it's all about the chase, it's all about, all about the adversity. The chase, pal. Oh, my God, it's all about the fucking chase. Give me Dusty a fucking didn't win the first break. time either. What'd you say? Dusty didn't win the first time either. Oh, terrible. <laughs> terrible. His chase was the last ten years. Give me a break. I hate that, I hate that argument from people. But, anyway, um, the box that it really has to check for me as far as who beats Roman... It's got to make them into a star. Not that it wouldn't make Solo into a star, because it is. I think if you give the belt to, like, Brock or, like, Cena or something like that, that's stupid. I feel like this reign should be about putting someone over. I mean, like, you could say the same thing about the streak, and then Brock broke the streak. Like, no. I feel like with this reign, it's got to be someone new. Um, Not that Cody is brand new. He's been around for 15 years at this point. But I just feel like with Cody, he hasn't won a world championship yet in, in a company like WWE, not even an AEW, yeah, in Ring of Honor, but that's not WWE, um, he would be made into the guy. I don't think Solo's the guy. I just feel like if you put the belt on Solo, 
could he have a nice little run? Sure. I just don't see Solo. That's like, honestly, I'm not saying he's better or worse than him. I feel like if that's like they put the title back on Umaga in the day, back in the day, Umaga was not going to have like a, even if he did have a six month run, I feel like it would be a Kofi gender type run where they give him a token run and then they never really push him as a main eventer again. I just don't see Solo at the, I think Solo is great. I really do. I think I'm, I have no issue with the push they're giving him. I just don't think he's the guy that they're building to. Being the guy to beat... I mean, first of all, he'd have to be a babyface, and they're putting all this fucking heat on the guy. I mean, that's that's counterproductive. I think, if anything, honestly, I feel like that's a slap in the face to Jay Uso. If anyone from the bloodline is going to do it, I don't even love the idea, but I feel like it should be Jay Uso. No, I think that's... I think that's fair as well. Um, but also, to counter your point, you're saying whoever beats him needs to be a star. Could you already, I feel like you could already say Cody is a star already. Like, it's Roman than him right now. So it's like, I feel like, yeah, he is a one world title, but I feel like he's like, they're one of their biggest stars right now. So it's like, you don't need him to win the belt because he already is a star. He is a star, but I just feel like <laughs> it's, yes, they, he is a star, but you can cement him that much more as being on that next level. No one's on the Roman Reigns level, but if you beat Roman Reigns, I would say you're on that level. And Cody would be on that level if he beat him. I just don't see anyone else being on that level currently, personally. No, I agree. I agree. So then we're left with a championship that we're going to have to fight for. And listen, I'm glad that the other brand is going to have a title that we're going to at least be able to see defended and stuff. Because the other issue is, you say people will forget about it. I'm not saying you're wrong. But come the big pay-per-views when Roman Reigns defends, Roman Reigns, I guarantee you, will always be the main event. I mean, during Roman's Universal Championship run, he was almost always the main event. Every single time for the most part, when he was Universal Champion for the first year and a half before they merged the last year, that Universal Championship meant a lot more than the WWE one because it was always Roman 1A and then the WWE Champion was 1B, which is why a lot of people were not upset when they merged the two titles because they didn't really feel like they were on the same playing field anyway. I just don't think that'll change with this new World Heavyweight Championship. It could be defended in the fucking opener, which is the same issue that the original World Championship had a, a decade ago when it was defended on Raw and like the opening match. Like it just, it was as valuable or as worthless as like the mid card championships at that point. This title should not be a, a mid card stepping stone for the WWE Undisputed Championship, which they also have to change the name of, by the way. I feel like if you're going to do a new world title, they have to be presented equally. I do not have enough faith in this company that that'll be the case, personally. I mean,. I don't disagree, but I also feel like Roman's so big, he should main event. Like, I mean, yeah, it's going to undermine the other belt because Roman's going to be the main event, but he should be. Then why have another championship, then? Because the other show needs a champion. <laughs> you, then you, you take know, the belt off that's of Roman. Like saying, that's like saying, here's a perfect example. That's like saying you have two big artists. Say that you have a concert or whatever the fuck, and you have two, you have two big artists. Like, it was like Jay-Z and another artist, but they're not as big as Jay-Z. Guess what? Jay-Z's going to headline every time. I mean... Then you just... But then the championship, to your point, is less <laughs> than, though. That's the problem. It's less than, but if Roman Reigns had the belt for over a thousand days, he's the fucking goat. He's the needle mover, whatever the fuck you want to call him. Like, he is the guy. I mean... Then at that point... It, but it, that's the way it is. I mean, it's, I, I get it. I'm like... It's like... I don't know. It's like that's like saying like the heavyweight champion in boxing will always get the main event over any other, or the guy that draws the most money will get the main event over everyone else. So yes, they have other belts and other weight classes, but that guy is the bigger guy, so he's gonna get the main event. But then the other championship is supposed to be on the same level as the title that Roman holds. It's not. From that logic that you're saying, which I completely agree with, it's fucking not. At that point, dude, you either have two options. One. You, you, honestly, at that point, just make the, Uni the United States or the Intercontinental Championship the top prize on Raw, which it kind of has been for the last year anyway. Yeah, but or you could also, I don't think he's going to defend it at every show, so then if he doesn't defend it at every show, then the other title would probably main event. So there you go. I know, but then it's then it's just saying that it's the top title in Roman Reigns' absence. This is why yes, I was... it should be. But it's not. It's, that that makes it one B. This is what this is what we were saying last week. We literally said this a week ago. Do not split up the championships until after Roman loses. I agree with you. Roman is the guy. He should be main eventing. But then you focus on him as the world champion until he drops it. But then you fucking have him lose at a WrestleMania. So then you can go ahead and create another title because the issue now is that you have Roman and then another title. It's like oh okay cool and the world heavyweight championship. 
all right, they're not as good to beat Roman, but they're fine. At that point, I might as well just be the Intercontinental title. You just no, take the title off of Roman. Show. That's how you can clear up the loose ends. What'd you, you say? The thing is, like, at this point with the new belt, it's like, it's like you're saying it's 1B. Like, technically it is, but it's like, if you're on Raw, you can't face Roman Reigns, so this is, like, your next alternative. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yes. it is 1B in a sense, but it's like, they can't contend. If you're on Raw and Roman's on SmackDown, then you can't face him anyways. I know, but the whole thing with Roman Reigns was that he became <laughs> the undisputed champion. And then you just create another, like, that they defeats the purpose of having an undisputed champion, which they're probably going to change the name of. They might well, get rid yeah, of the... I, I agree on that, but I just... Listen, I agree. I think you're right. It, it's the title for one show, and it gives them something to fight for, which I like. But I think that the champions have got to be presented equally. If you want people to take this championship seriously, it's got to be in the same level as the other world title, which it, it already is not. It already is not. I think if you had Cody beat Roman at WrestleMania, then it would have been. I feel like it would have been a lot more likely, okay, if Cody's the champion, if Cody main evented every show... I think realistically, you need another Roman Reigns on Raw, but you don't. You only built, you put all your eggs in one fucking mask, and you're left with a bunch of people that look like losers because they couldn't beat the big dog. You're not wrong. <laughs> I think the thing is, the, the the bottom line, you need another Roman Reigns for Raw. I mean, let's let's face it, he's going to SmackDown. You need another Roman Reigns for Raw, and they don't have that. You could have had Roman on one show fighting for one, and Cody could have taken the title to Raw. I don't know. This again, I I'm not. You, you can say all you want. I'm not changing my mind. This would have been fixed if Cody won at WrestleMania, and then you could have just. <laughs> and I know we 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 were of two different minds. Oh, like you didn't like the idea of him just giving away the universal title. I I agree with that. I'm not, I was never saying that was the perfect solution. That's just what if I would have done. Um, but you know, like I mentioned to you earlier, you can still create the World Heavyweight title and then just merge the WWE and Universal because at that point, Roman's run is over. So it doesn't matter if Cody merges the two and they keep the WWE one, get rid of the fucking blueberry belt. I just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't run the place, so it's not me, but I just feel like this could have been avoided. I feel like at the end of the day, it's like we keep saying it could have been fixed at Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, but yes. that clearly wasn't their decision. It wasn't their decision? Like you're saying, they could have, they could have, they could have fixed this if he just won at WrestleMania, but the story's not over yet. <laughs> and, like, I understand. We say it in, like, you say, like, a thousand days, who gives a shit? Dude, once he hits that thousand days, they will shove that so far down your throat about how he was champion for a thousand days. That's why they're doing it. And that, like, it, to us, it doesn't matter, but they can always say, oh, he was a fucking champion for a thousand days or whatever the hell. Like, to us, we don't care, but, like, it's a marketing thing? Yeah, you can... Put on a t-shirt and shove it down people's throat that he had champion over a thousand days. I guess, but the fact he's already been champion for almost 950, I think, is enough. I know it's not a thousand. I get it. I still don't say that's worth it. I know you're saying from a business standpoint. I understand that. I, I still don't think it's I don't think it's worth coming the expense of everything we've just talked about for the last 10, 15 minutes and Cody Rhodes just to say, well, a thousand days. I don't. I just don't think that's worth it. Cody's a bigger star now than he was. Before us, <laughs> is Paul Heyman, is that you? <laughs> Listen, I will say, though, you know what? I will say this. To play devil's advocate in my own argument, I don't agree that he's a bigger star, but at the same time, though, he is still very much over. I was worried coming out of WrestleMania, will fans turn on him? They still could. I'm not saying they won't. I, I think they are still very much behind him. He gets great reactions every week. Chicago ate his shit up on Monday. Uh, the woe stuff gets louder by the week. Doesn't mean he's a bigger star, um, but I think he's as big of a star for sure, I would say that. And uh, I'm not even going to say he's ruined. I they, They're doing a better job with the Brock feud than I thought. Brock hasn't been on Raw at all, really, but um, I thought Brock might be there and he might get cheered over Cody. So far, that hasn't happened. We don't know what the case will be in, with the crowd in, in Puerto Rico. Maybe they'll cheer Brock over Cody. We don't know. Um, but so far, he hasn't been hindered by the loss as much as I thought. So that that's a positive, right? Yeah, no, I agree. I think he's super over. And then he'll win the World Heavyweight Championship, and that'll be the end of the story, so I don't know. Yeah, exactly, and then you can stop <laughs> complaining, the story's over, and we'll move on. Oh, terrible. I, I, like to, I like to read the same book, personally. If you just, if you just, I don't know if it's a Mad Lib that they're reading, I don't know. I just think this shit is stupid. I just will say, I feel like it would just be shitty if, like, Rollins won the bell, and then he just dropped it to Cody. Like, what's he, Cody's bitch? Just no, Cody he shouldn't, car. Cody shouldn't win it at all. Cody should go to the other show. Dude, he's not going to SmackDown. I'm not even saying he will. I think he should, though. I think he probably should, but he's not gonna. I mean, not I don't want to say that for a fact. I th- I think you're right. I hate to say this. I think you're right. I do think he's going to the opposite show, but I would put Cody on the same show as Roman. No, I think I... 
Theoretically, it's, I mean, you're obsessed with him winning, so yeah. <laughs> I just don't think he's going to win, so I think he's going to Raw. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, at that point, yes. If he's going to Raw, then... Brock be Roman at this point. <laughs> he can't. He can't get another shot. He worked something out with Heyman. I don't know. <laughs> Let's talk about let, let's talk about the 2023 WWE draft. Um, as far as who we see going where, Roman Reigns, I'll pencil him down for SmackDown. Is that what we're thinking? Easily. All right. So who then? Who's the pick for? Uh, who's the number one pick for Raw? I would say Cody. Should I write down Cody Rhodes or? I, I think it's Cody. What, what, let's, what would you say? Let's let's do a draft of what we think should happen. No, because you think he should go to SmackDown, which he shouldn't. He, you Okay, so now you're saying he shouldn't. He should stay on Raw. He's not beating Roman. <laughs> you, uh, do you not want him to beat Roman, or do you think he I shouldn't beat Roman? I, I'm more convinced the days go by that he's not beating Roman. All right. I still don't think he has to be on the same show. I mean, I feel like they could do something that they get him to face Roman. I mean, he can win the Rumble again next year and face yep. him at WrestleMania. And lose again, and then you can cry again. Imagine we lost two years in a row. <laughs> we'll move on. Yeah, I think Cody's going to some Raw. Okay, I'll say this. I'm going to put Cody down for Raw, but I think if he goes to SmackDown, which is what I want, I think you could swap him and Drew. If According to you, I think him and Drew are kind of on equal footing. Obviously, he's a bigger star than Drew at this point. Drew's not even around right now. I'm not even sure what his status is. Um, but I think if Drew sticks around, which I think he is, I think he and Cody are kind of interchangeable. So I'm gonna put Drew down for SmackDown, but I would I'm gonna also put like slash Cody and say that I would want Drew on Raw fighting for the other title because he's not beating Roman and he shouldn't. So is that fair to say? I think you could put Drew on Raw anyways. So let me get this straight. You want Cody, Drew, and I'm gonna put Seth Rollins down. You want Cody, Seth, and Drew on the same show? That's like the three biggest baby faces in the company. Who the fuck is Roman gonna face? We're figuring it out. <laughs> We're figuring it out right now. Yeah, I know. We're figuring it out right now. Oh, my God. So you want Cody, Drew, and... Oh, my God. So, okay, then who goes to SmackDown? Who's the top baby face on SmackDown, according to you? Give me a second. Braun Breaker. <laughs> Honestly, it was up to me, yeah. I mean, the guy just uh, turned heel, so... Look, look, take a take a little peek at the roster. Yeah, give me a little peeky boop. I mean... <laughs> uh, Kid hates SmackDown. What do you think, Fox is just paying for Roman? <laughs> Honestly, at this rate, yeah. I mean, you can put Rhea on... So just, put, just pencil Rhea down on SmackDown. So well, yeah, we know there. that, yeah. Well, So would you put the entire Judgment Day or just Rhea? I would go entire Judgment Day. I would do at least Rhea and Dominic. You wouldn't put Finn and Damien on the same show? Mm, I guess you could. I don't know. I feel like she's... I think Judgment Day's still a great act. I think you could still okay. keep it together. Okay, you can pencil them in. All right, I'll put Balor. Screaming at me over <laughs> And uh, Damien, all right. I mean, who's facing Roman at SummerSlam? I guess at that point... Cody. That's who... <laughs> so that's who the number one babyface would be. Honestly, just put Jey Uso on SmackDown. Then. Well, the Usos are... So the Bloodline's sticking together, correct? So we, we clubbing them all together then. So you just do Roman and Bloodline on SmackDown. All right. Damien Usos. Put Judgment Day on SmackDown. Judgment Day and the Bloodline are on SmackDown, and you can—I mean, not that they're going to, because they already forgot about it—but you can pay off the whole Judgment Day Bloodline thing from last week too. There you go. All right, so Bianca staying on Raw, obviously. Yep. Um, I think. Okay, let, let's let's figure this out. You you think Rollins should stay on Raw with Drew and Cody? If you yeah. really if you really want Cody on the opposite show of Roman, which I don't agree with, I think you should put Rollins on SmackDown with Becky. Becky and Rollins have to go to the same show. I mean, why would you want all three of those baby faces on the same show with no top face on SmackDown? You got you have to you have to pick one to put on SmackDown. They can't all be okay, on Raw. Seth, then put Seth on SmackDown. Then. Okay, there we go. All right. I'm going to put Seth and Becky as a unit, because they're going to both go to SmackDown. Obviously, yeah. Let's see. Um, you said Rollins, and you said Lynch. All right, let's get some people on Raw here. Who? What What mid-card title does Raw get? Gunther or Theory? I think Gunther and Imperium should go to Raw. All of Imperium, okay. All right, so then Theory's going to SmackDown with the U.S. title, or is there a championship yeah. at change at Backlash? I would put the belt on Bronson. I don't. Think, I think Theory retains, but I would put the belt on Bronson personally. I mean, 
I love how you're putting like <laughs> Roman, the Judgment Day theories probably on SmackDown. It's heel heavy, brother. Yeah, but honestly, I feel like I'm trying to think. Honestly, I think Theory could be like a dark dark horse to win the world heavyweight, honestly. On Raw. So Theory's on Raw, so you you want to keep... Yeah, put Theory on Raw, yeah. Yeah, put Theory on Raw. So then, who wins the U.S. title and takes it to SmackDown? Bobby or Bronson? Bronson, I guess. All right. Or, honestly, no, Bobby, because he's a fucking baby. Uh, Bronson, Bronson, Bronson. Bronson. I feel like they're pushing Bronson, so it'd make more sense for him to have it. Oh, listen, Bobby's another big baby face. Would you put him on SmackDown, too, to join Rollins? If you got Cody and Drew on Raw, I think if you put Bobby yeah, on SmackDown... Bobby, put Bobby on SmackDown. And maybe you could do Bobby and Rowan at some point, eh? Eh? Sure. All right, let's 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 figure out Raw here. We got all of Imperium. We got Cody, Drew, Bianca, Imperium. I already said that. Theory. Who else is going to Raw? Um... <sighs> Does Zayn and Owens count as both shows? Nah, well, I mean, they, they, well, they have to when they lose the title, they'll go to one show. I think they should stay on Raw together. Zayn's on SmackDown currently, but I'd put them both on Raw. How about that? Sure. Okay. Owens, Zayn. Now another thing, Bianca's going to Raw, which means Montez goes with her. But would you split up the profits this year? Because I would say yes. Or do you keep them as a team and then still do single stuff or have them feud, which I don't like, but that's just me. I would keep them together, but I would. I would, I would like let them do some single stuff. More. Okay, so profits on on Raw, um, New Day. Would you keep them together? And and if not, would you break? I mean, I think they're staying as a team. I don't know. I would break them up, but I mean, that's just me. At this point, I'd break them up. I mean, I feel like I've I've seen them so like I'm so over them, but I'll say SmackDown for both or one. I just keep them all together with SmackDown. I don't think they're going to break them up, so I just put SmackDown for them. All right. I mean, I want them to break up. I'm so tired of it, but I don't think it's going to happen. Let's work at the part-timers. Brock and Edge, I would not put them on the same show. They technically are right now. I think both Brock and Edge are... I mean, Brock's actually a free agent, I think. I think I don't think he actually even really counts, but um, where would you put them? I'd put Edge on Raw. Edge on Raw? I would put... Honestly, I would put... I know, oh, Brock and Roman, but they can't face each other anyway. I would... <laughs> I would put Brock on SmackDown. Okay, put Brock on SmackDown, man. So then where does that leave the third part-timer, Logan Paul? Logan Paul. I would keep him on Raw. If you're going to put Cody on Raw with Drew, I think those are two people Logan hasn't faced yet. Okay. All right, Logan Paul to Raw. And Edge. Edge is another possibility. Um, What are we doing with the injured AJ Styles? And the OC, I guess. (laughs) Oh, and OC, AJ and OC. I'd put him on SmackDown. I'd put him on SmackDown, too. Okay. I'd do Roman and AJ at some point. Um, who do we have left that's a bigger star? Oh, uh, Rey Mysterio. I would I would keep him on SmackDown with the rest of Judgment Day. And... No, I'd split them up. I'm so tired of that. Okay, so Ray going to Raw, then, if Judgment Day's on SmackDown? Is Ray with the LWO, or we count them all separate? Um, I would keep all of the LWO together and put them on SmackDown. But, I mean, you can have them booked separately. You can split them up. I just think, uh, listen, I know you're tired of the Ray and Dominic thing, but you don't have to have them feuding if they're on the same show. I think, they, first of all, they have to finish the Ray and Dominic feud. They haven't actually really finished it. Second of all, I think this whole LWO thing can lead to, in my opinion, Escobar turning on Ray at some point down the road. So I would keep them all on the same show personally. Okay, so where do you want to put them then? SmackDown. Okay. Okay. Jeez. Fox paying for everyone. <laughs> so then on Raw, um, let's see. Matt Riddle? What about Matt Riddle? I mean, I guess I would put him on Raw in that case if SmackDown's paying for a lot of these people. Yeah, I'd put Riddle on Raw. All right. What about Randy Orton when he comes back? Raw. Raw as well. That's what I thought. Um, you mentioned Bianca and we mentioned Lynch. What about Bailey? I We got to break up damage control, so where are we Bailey splitting them up to? stay on Raw. Bailey stays on Raw, okay. Um, hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. SmackDown. Who? EO. EO, all right. On her own. So what, Dakota stays on Raw too, or does she move to SmackDown as well? F-I-R-E-D, I I mean SmackDown. (laughs) (laughs) That's terrible. I love her to death, but I just don't see her doing much on her own. No, she'll be on main event. Um, I think you put Charlotte on Raw. I think her and Bianca just makes the most sense at some point. I think you dropped her to Monday night. Okay. All right. Charlotte on Raw. Who do we have left here? Miz, does it even matter? 
Um, listen, I will say this, though. We'll get to that point in a second. Moving Raquel, would you move them to Raw? No, I'd keep them on SmackDown because I think you could do Rhea and Raquel, who have history, and I would love to see Liv and Rhea again, personally. But what about you? I'll keep them on SmackDown. All right. Um, Raquel. What about Johnny and Candace? F I R E D. Um, I <laughs> see. I feel like they're both their runs have been so bad. Um, they need some rehabbing. I guess. I mean, listen. If you're if you're giving SmackDown Rhea Becky, um, Dakota Morgan Raquel and Io, I think she should. They should probably stay on Raw. Okay. With Ciampa when he comes back. Sure. I don't know if he'll get drafted because he's hurt, but still. Um, let's say. All right. Dump, bump, bump, we're going to have bump. any NXT call-ups or are we just going? No, no, we're going to do NXT. I'm going to get to that. I'm just looking at who's left on like the main roster that actually matters. Um, Let's see here. I'm looking. Oh, Asuka. Where does Asuka go, you think? Smackdown. Smackdown, okay. All right. Let's see, looking at the SmackDown roster. I would keep Strowman and Ricochet as a team, personally. I would keep them on SmackDown, but that that's just me. I'd keep them as a team. Or on, I, guess. I mean, you have yeah. to have them on the same show. Yeah. Jesus. Fox pulling out the big bucks. Uh, I just feel like they do need a lot, just because if Roman's not going to be around, they're going to need more. No, you need more baby faces or whatever? Yeah, I'd keep them on SmackDown. Okay. All right. Strowman, um, Ricochet, um, who's the other one? Bray Wyatt I would put on Raw if he even comes back. Bray Wyatt, bro. I'm down for that, so. All right. I would move both, not that it really matters, but I would move both Nakamura and Karrion Cross to Raw, personally. I mean, if they're going to feud, Nakamura's never been on Raw before. Karrion's run on SmackDown has been abysmal. I mean, why not? If, they go, if Karen goes back to Raw, does he get the helmet back? If <laughs> Vince is in charge, he might. Yeah, I'd put them both on Raw. All right, Cross, Nakamura. All right. I think that's all the main, main picks. I'm just... Oh, what about uh, what about Sheamus and the Brawling Brutes? I would move them to Raw. All of them? All of them. All right. I mean, I still want Sheamus to be Gunther. I'm not sure if he is going to at this point, but whatever. It's not over that one yet. No, I'm not over that one either. Uh, Lacey Evans? No, I'm just kidding. What about Ronda Rousey? <laughs> Does it even matter at this point? <laughs> at this point, I don't care. I um, I mean, keep her with Shayna. I'll put her on Raw. Put her on Raw. SmackDown has enough women. All right. Let's talk about these NXT call-ups before I let you go here in a couple minutes. I think Grayson Waller's totally going to one of these shows. I'd put him on Raw. Put him on Raw. All right, and then I would put Miz on SmackDown if you're going to put him on Raw. Uh, where's uh, Do you think Braun Breaker gets called up? I don't think so, because if he's facing Hayes at the next show and, and, and Battleground, probably not yet. I don't think so, but I think which would be a pretty cool idea, which they probably won't do because it makes too much sense. I think, like like you've mentioned in Hashtag, it's like, why wouldn't someone take them? Like, they're obviously up and coming. Yep. Da, da. I think it'd be a cool idea if it's like SmackDown got his rights. Like, SmackDown drafted him, but like he's like they draft Braun Breaker, but it doesn't mean like immediately he's coming to SmackDown. You know what I'm saying? Like, So you're telling well, me he's next in line? No, so, like, they, they draft SmackDown, and then whenever he's done with NXT or, like, they need him, they can call him up. No, I know. I'm just kidding. Remember, like, the whole WWE's Next In Line program where they draft college athletes and they come in when they're done? Like, that's that's kind of what you mean, right? I think, yeah. I mean, it's, like, kind of like what they do in, like, other sports. Like, oh, you're not ready yet? Like, you'll stay down in NXT, and then once we need you. I feel like that'd be, like, <laughs> they get his rights. So, like, once he is ready... They- you go to SmackDown. I agree with you. I laugh because you know they actually did do that once before. Do you know who they did that with? No. Gable Stevenson. <laughs> Where has he been? That was a year and a half ago. He's still in school, I guess. Oh, my God. He may not even be coming in anytime soon. It's like, then why even draft them? Stupid. Because they thought he was. I don't and know. Then, they took, then they had that video of him reacting and getting drafted. Like, dude, it's not the NFL draft. Like, let's, let's calm down here. Um, who else? Cameron Grimes. Where he's going? I think he goes to Raw. Um, 
Who else? Creed Brothers, maybe? You think they get called up? Uh, pretty deadly, I guess. Oh, oh, pretty deadly. Are They got killed off on Tuesday. <laughs> They're getting called up. That's not even a question. Yeah, I'd put them on SmackDown. All right. Honestly, I've seen people like pitching them with Rons. I think that honestly would work. So I've seen that too, and oh, I don't whoa, hate whoa, that. Whoa, 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 whoa. Do you know what you haven't even thought of? Why would he put Rawls at SmackDown if we think he's going to win the World Heavyweight Championship? Well, then he's not. Well, you, you, according to your logic, Cody's going to win it, so Rollins won't no, win it. No, he's not. <laughs> Cody's not winning anything. His story's dead. Cody, Cody's winning. The, it's either Cody or Rollins. I'm not. <laughs> we're going. We agreed that Cody's going to Raw, so Rollins is not going to the same show as Cody. Okay, so I guess Cody's winning it. Though. Cody's winning it. I don't want that. I don't even want Cody on Raw. You said you said he won him on Raw, so I, I succumb to your okay, desire. Flip him and Cody then. Flip him and Cody. Oh my god. But I don't want, I think Becky should go to SmackDown though. So then Rollins stays on SmackDown. They can split up. Oh my god, it's not a big deal. <laughs> I'm leaving it the way it is. Okay, I think I, that's the thing though. Is like I think Rollins should win the World Heavyweight Championship, but I also think Becky needs to go to SmackDown. I think Cody should beat Roman Reigns. You, we gotta, we gotta switch it here. Either if you want Cody, if you want Rollins to win the, the title, keep it the way it is. Keep it the way it is. All right, all right. We're not gonna. Neither of us are gonna get what we want. Um, Creed Brothers, uh, pretty deadly. Yes, we already mentioned Katana Chance, Caden Carter. I think they're getting called up. Probably the, the SmackDown, like uh, eh, Raw. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, who cares? The tag team division to me is dead. I don't even care. I'll put them on Raw. Chance. Carter, who else from NXT? Anyone else? Grayson Waller, we already mentioned. Um, Breaker, Hayes, no, not yet. Breaker, I put down, but uh, Roxanne Perez, I'll, I'll put, put her on oh, SmackDown. Yeah, I'd put her on Raw. Raw. We put a thousand people on SmackDown, big guy. Okay, then I'll put Chance and Carter on SmackDown. Oh yeah, no, no, you're right. You're, no, you know what? Raw needs more. Raw needs more people. It's a three-hour show. You're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was just saying, we put Oscar, Liv, Raquel, Eo, like Dakota, <laughs> fucking Becky. How much TV Great. time are these people gonna get? <laughs> None, and then we're gonna cry about it on the show. I agree. I think that's everyone, right? I think we did it. Yeah, I think that's it. I think that's I mean, it, pal. I feel like half of these aren't gonna be right, but hey, it's a start. It's a, it's a start. I'm just quickly going through the NXT roster. Um. I think everyone else is staying where they are. Oh, what about uh, uh Dragonoff and Tyler Bate? I don't think Dragonoff gets called up yet. I've already he's he's probably he's probably is, but you know, I'm gonna put Bate on SmackDown. Okay. I was gonna say put him on Raw, but yeah. <laughs> I already put Cameron Grimes on Raw. Uh, well yeah, but if Dragonoff gets called up, I feel like you could put him on Raw and do him and Gunther. Okay, I'll put Grimes on SmackDown. Then we gotta switch one of them. Grimes can go to the F I R E D. Hey, why I'm surprised it hasn't happened already. Rhymes. All right. Perfect. Those are our rosters. Real quickly, on Raw, we got Cody, Drew. Cody, Drew. Yes, I wrote them twice for some reason. Uh, Bianca, Imperium Theory, Owen, Zane, Prophets, Edge, Logan Paul, Riddle, Orton, Bailey, Charlotte, Gargano, Ciampa, LaRae, Wyatt, Cross, Nakamura, Brutes, Ronda, Shayna Waller, Bate, uh, Chanson Carter, and Perez. SmackDown gets Roman Reigns, Rhea Ripley, Dominic Balor, Damian Uso, Solo, Rollins, Lynch, Bronson, Lashley, New Day, Lesnar, OC, LWO, a lot of a uh, lot of uh, letters here. EO Dakota, Morgan, Raquel, Asuka, Strowman, Ricochet, Miz, Breaker, Pretty Deadly, and Cameron Grimes. Honestly, Not Smith, that sounds nasty. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we just stacked the blue brand a little too much. Maybe they won't go with it. They probably won't. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Rollins would probably stay on Raw, but I think Becky should go to SmackDown. I think Cody should go to SmackDown. Yeah, but that doesn't change. That doesn't help us at all. He would help him beat Roman. Dude. (laughs) (laughs) This kid's life won't be made until Cody beats Roman. That is correct. Listen, we'll talk about it tomorrow. We'll talk about the NFL draft a little bit later today. I can't wait for Brock to beat Roman. (laughs) I hope it's Breaker at this point. I mean, actually, that that would be better than than Brock, but nothing will be better than Cody. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm dying on that. I'm dying on that fucking hill. We'll talk about it next week here on the show. I'll put these uh, results up on Twitter soon enough, uh, a little bit later on today. Have a great one, Mr. Marceau. Enjoy the NFL draft, and I'll catch your ass down the road, brother. See you later, man. Adios. Adios.